Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fangs. And we're back. Episode 112, man. Yeah. 112. 112. <laughs> 112. <laughs> 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 What's that song they had they came out with? Was it Peaches and Cream? Peaches and Cream, yeah. Peaches and Cream. You know what? Because you need it. I'm a fiend. <laughs> Eating booty in the no, <laughs> It's funny. Um, the dude, the same dude that wrote a lot of Justin Bieber songs, is mm-hmm. the same guy that wrote that song. Really? His name is, his name is Pooh Bear. Really? Yeah. So he's writing yummy, yummy, and pizza. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mother- motherfuckers always writing about food all the time. <laughs> he is a big black dude, so I know he. You know what I'm saying? You know it's gonna really. You know it's gonna really. Uh, you know, take the take the blindfolds off everybody when you hear a song, and it's like she got that fried chicken. That's ah. <laughs> <laughs> a white boy singing it too. Yeah, she got that southern fry. <laughs> she got that Cajun chick, that Cajun chick. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get right into it, man. Um, the million dollar question that all of us want to know are we opening the economy too early? Nobody knows, we don't know. Maybe we're not, maybe we are, right? Um, I see an article stating that. Uh, Texas had a bunch of new cases, thousands of new cases of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is to be expected, being as people are in close quarters again. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like we don't know what this virus is about, man. Like yeah. the virus has infiltrated the United States. The shit seems fucked up. And I seen something that showed that eight sailors got the coronavirus for a second time. God damn, that is not good. And there was a bunch of people, it's just the regular flu, man. It's not that big of a deal. I don't know why everybody's getting all scared and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do that southern voice. Yeah. I don't get why everybody cotton picking scared and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this shit's fucking people up, man. It's not like killing them. You know, there's still a high, um, you know, a high uh, uh, recovery rate. Mm-hmm. But this is not good. We don't know the long-term effects of this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just... <laughs> It's just so like, I mean, we'll get into it later, but this idea of, um, you know, just because you're affiliated with a certain political party or a certain community or whatever, you have to believe a certain thing. Like Texas is a very red state. So it's, I mean, it makes sense that they would be one of the first states to open, you know, and, you know, in turn, a lot of people are catching it again. Like I, I, as much as, you know. To to me, I thought it would be this thing when where we start um, opening up businesses and stuff like that, and then um, it starts to level out or people stop catching the virus. But right. I look on my phone and I get the notification, and it's like, oh, six hundred and forty some new cases, or yeah. you know, twenty nine deaths or something like that. So it's like, yeah, it's not really getting better. And there's Fuck no. like, at, at like for me. It's like we might as well have not even shut the country down. You because, might as well not. Yeah, we could have just have had our regularly regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Um, like, why waste the government's money if we're just you know if we could have just kept working? Yeah, I'll say this much, man. Um, I, not just the way people have behaved is the reason why the government doesn't usually. They probably don't tell us shit. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying that to be factual, but I'm sure that we've had all kinds of viruses and didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know you know. Probably hanging out with some people and had a really bad cough for three weeks and didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. It had a high fever when it probably was some form of a virus. I wonder how much of like how I wonder how much worse we did make it. Right. 
because you know, being that they told us there was this right. coronavirus out there. Like if we if we had no idea about it, um, and then I feel like a lot of these certain crowds and stuff, and you yeah. know, larges of like car meetups and yeah. Uh, extremely long lines at Walmart right. and Target are would you know and people ain't got no money like why are we all meeting up um yeah. like how much of that would have been diverted if we had no idea what this virus was I don't think it would have been diverted I think that you know I think that the virus still would have spread but no I, no, no not the virus I'm just uh-huh. talking about like these these large crowds meeting up like oh, yeah. there's a certain rebellion that people are right. going through right now so I'm trying to I, I'm just curious to see like how much yeah. People would be like, and, and my thing is, I'm not trying to go hard on the conservatives, but let me be clear when I say this: conservatives don't believe in shit. They'd oh, be like, yeah. global warming, fake news, <laughs> abortion, fake news, abortion, coronavirus, <laughs> fake virus. You're like, nigga, this is killing people. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Subway, fake sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you because imagine if you like you go out my on, wife fake titties. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the conservative just look at his wife, fake tits, fake lips, fake butt. <laughs> oh, man. oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. I, I notice a lot of times like conservatives they go hard on stuff like. Yeah. If they don't believe it's real, they're going to go all the way in. Even if they have no evidence that it's not real. Yeah. The hypocrisy with liberals and conservatives is right on par with each other. It's like yeah. match made in heaven. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You got liberals that will take the virus, I won't say too seriously, but yeah, kind of. I would say that they would, be, they would be more prone to take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Like I'm staying inside because I know I'm just too worried about yeah. I know that this is going to kill me and my family. I've not left my home for three weeks. Have you taken out the trash? No, I will not take <laughs> out the trash. You got maggots and all that in your house. <laughs> I just throw my trash outside the door and I go back inside because <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> no, hey, no, liberal funny. liberal found out about the virus and is like, is this virus gender fluid? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. It's a coronavirus. <laughs> is it non-binary? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh man! <laughs> and they said that the coronavirus affected people who were like morbidly obese too. And they said this virus is fat phobic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, man. We got a discriminatory virus. Oh man! This is completely unrelated. But I was watching a show called Hoarders. I don't know if you've seen it. Yo, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Well, on this episode, um, they were taking a bunch of shit out this guy's house. And the lady was like, why do I found this? Why do you want to keep this soda? This soda is almost four years old because I feed it to the dogs. The animals love it. <laughs> and then she was like, are you telling me that you gave this to dogs? Yeah, they love it. I was like, oh, my God. Just feeding a dog soda? <laughs> soda that was four years old. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Hold on. Oh, this. Uh, hold on. Choking. Yeah. Choking on my good. own spit from laughing. Okay, let's hope. Let's hope it's just spit. I wish we had that fucking Cardi B button. Coronavirus. <laughs> 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 I wonder how dumb she feels now because she said the celebrities are getting paid to fucking. Act oh like yeah, that. she tripping. I haven't heard shit from Cardi B. Uh, good. 
Yeah. yeah, a lot of people shouldn't be talking. <laughs> nah, not right now. This, yeah. this time should be reserved for people that are actually smart. Yeah, we need yeah, we need some intellects <clears throat> speaking at at the moment. Yeah, yeah. She gonna say like the coronavirus need to get all these niggas that be cheating on their girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the coronavirus try to come get on Cardi B. She like you can mess with me if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Corona be like I'm leaving this hole alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm kidding. That's funny. If my boyfriend cheat on me, I put coronavirus all in his drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I think the perfect way to like a perfect clip to insert right there would be that <clears throat> video of Idris Elba. Uh-huh. And he eating like some hot sauce and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. He was on that uh the hot wing. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know if we're opening the economy too early. We have no idea. I don't know. Um, I think, I, mm-hmm. do we though? I think we are. Like, as mm-hmm. long as people, I don't know when the perfect time to do it is because, you know, I'm not really, you know, in the medical field right. and I don't know like how this is all going to pan out. But to me, the numbers are speaking for themselves. Right. You know, there's people still out here getting it. There's new cases all the time. Um, people are recovering, you know. 100%. They're not really speaking about that. They, you know, because the news only likes to report negative stuff. But, 100%. Um, but at the same time, it's like, like, what do we like? The reason why the numbers, part of the reason why the numbers have been going down and uh, the the curve has been flattening, it's because of these stay at home orders. One hundred percent. So if we just open it right back up, and there are still some people that have it, it's right. like, what's going to happen? It's going to spread it all over again. Yeah, it's going to get spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, man, I think from an um, economic sense, it's going to always be too late, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but from a health sense, like, you, you would really want to kind of stay at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the economy, the thing is this. The, people talk about the economy, the economy, the economy. But the economy is only as good as the people that make it move. If you got a bunch of sick people out here, mm-hmm. how the fuck are you going to do anything? Yeah. People talk about the economy like it's separate from the people. The people are the economy. Yeah. For economy that supposedly was so strong, that shit went down in less than two months. Mm-hmm. It went down, down, If you don't down, believe down. that, ask a slave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go fuck. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> 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 we ain't uh, land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Yeah, man. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I we'll never know, man. All I know is I'm gonna continue to practice what I've been doing. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I haven't been shut off. I still find ways to do things. Me and Keith still do the podcast in studio, but yeah, I I trust Keith's whereabouts. Um. I'm sure he trusts mine. I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna be out here sticking Corona dick in all these females and whatnot. Nah, man, just be chilling. Nah, nah, not at all. But you know this corona, this Corona dry spell is about to end, man. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm about to risk Corona to get. Some, I'm about to risk Corona to get some pussy, man. Fuck that. This is. Oh man, this is getting out of hand, man. This is getting out of hand. I'm really curious about the whole like uh, the the dating apps. Like, I'm curious what people do. People are fucking, bro. Come yeah. on, come on. God Do you damn. think that a lot of the average man or woman could really like hold it, in, like hold not getting pussy or not having sex in general? People are yeah. fucking each other right now. Oh yeah, people are fucking their ex right now. They're fucking people that they don't really want to fuck because they just need uh, some, some. They just need some loving. Yeah, 
I'm telling you, dude. Mm-hmm. Sex is a powerful thing, man. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes, especially this is a tough time for single people. Like I, I'm obviously single, but it, well, for me, I can kind of I can keep my composure. Like I have a bunch of other things I'm doing. That doesn't mean I don't want pussy because I do. But at the same <laughs> time, I don't. I'm not gonna lose my mind. Yeah, There's I some, think pe- mm-hmm. I, what I I never want. Like I always want to be in control of everything. Right, right. right. So I don't want to like be leaning into any addictions, and I want to be like aware of everything I'm doing. Um, and I don't want sex to control my life. So exactly. I'm yeah. right there with you. I don't want this thing to be like, you Not know, at all. I need it. And then that, because that's when you end up like smashing the wrong females. And yeah. 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 And you know, at the end of the day, it's an, it's inevitable <clears throat> that, you know, this virus, you may get it anyways. <clears throat> um, so before that happens, just, just throw it back on me real quick. This <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> And I, you know, my thing is, I won't even touch you. I'll just hit it from the back. <laughs> no, no hands. If you do a dog, it's been uh, scientifically proven that hitting a girl doggy style, there's no way to uh, physically pass on the coronavirus. Uh, Dr. Fauci approved. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci was like, if you want to hit it from the back, you cannot pass the coronavirus through doggy style penetration. <laughs> Uh, you can only pass coronavirus through missionary or reverse cow reverse cowgirl gives you the best chance of transmitting the coronavirus oh, I'm dead <laughs> that nigga uh, Dr. Fauci had me laughing man uh, he, his voice sounded like he got the coronavirus in his throat like, he had a scare, didn't he? I think somebody he was working with uh, had caught it or something. Yeah, but I think that was Mike Pence. And uh, Donald Trump's uh, valet driver got that shit up. Mm. I know. I heard something about Fauci, though. Not him, but he was. they were just saying like he was taking uh, extra precautions because yeah. he came in contact with somebody or some something along those lines. Dr. Fauci probably already got the fucking vaccine. <laughs> Earlier, I contacted, I contracted the coronavirus, but I was able to drink 10 ounces of milk, 2 ounces of orange juice. <laughs> And throw it up and drink it back, and that gave me the immunity to beat the coronavirus. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this nigga had the vaccine the whole time. Bro, watch a YouTube video where Doctor Sebi speaking pop up. Oh yeah, but yeah, he he cured the coronavirus like twenty years ago. Yeah. Didn't nobody know about it. it it's it's very particular. <laughs> you get this this virus. This virus goes into the body. The body comes. In, you mix it together. He was like, damn, mucus, mucus. It's a lot of mucus inside. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is mucus with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, switching gears. Um, how would America view the coronavirus if Tom Hanks died? This is a million-dollar question because it seems like there's a lot of people that are very rebellious, right? Yeah. I'm not a person that's rebellious about things that I don't know. Folks, let's be clear. You do not have to be on one side of the fence or the other. You could be like me and sit back and say, hey, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm not going to call it a fake virus. I'm not going to call it a deadly virus. I'm going to call it a virus that I don't know anything about. And guess what that means? You should be precautious. Yeah. Period. You know You know what I just thought? I, I thought about, um, I think that for, excuse me. <clears throat> I think for a, uh, a small group of people, it, it may change the way they move out here. They would right, they would right. probably take the virus more serious because there's a mm-hmm. prominent figure that passed away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I think about maybe um, like Magic Johnson. 
you know, he, right. he he contracted HIV. Excuse me. It was God dang. Sorry about that. <clears throat> but um he contracted HIV and, and still to this day we see a bunch of people out here, right. you know, sticking naked dick in all these different fe- females. Crazy, so, man. No comments. You know, yeah, I think I think that uh I think I think it will I think it will save some lives, but I think in the grand scheme of things, I think people are so far removed from what an, another person is doing that they have right. no idea who they are and you know right. where they live and, and things like that that yeah I don't know how I don't know if it would affect the way that they they move out here. You know what? I, I can see people right now. Tom Hanks dies, right? And then a conservative comes along, like, "Oh my God, Tom, Tom Hanks died." You'd be like, "Yeah." Did he have any underlying health conditions? Yeah. <laughs> that they're always going to find a way to get out of. Yeah, to you get motherfuckers out of it. don't believe in shit. Yeah. God damn. It or be they, anything. or it's going to be some, some some conspiracy theories behind. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. It, you know what? The only way anybody would take this shit like a hundred percent serious is if you could see what the virus did to people. Like if they start bleeding from their eyes and bleeding from their fucking nose and shit, yeah. you'd be like, "All right, we gotta stay inside, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get our guns and stay inside." Yeah, but that it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard it's a hard sell, right? Because right. I feel like the way they promoted it um, initially was um, obviously there was not a lot of inf- information about it, no. but. The way they leaked the information, it wasn't. It didn't seem to like that they were trying to scare people. No, because I feel like any way, any way you try to uh, promote this thing and not promote in the sense of like, yeah, you know, just like the definition of it. Any way you try to promote this virus, there's going to be somebody that has that can see some flaw in it. Right. It's like if if it's um, if they use these scare tactics, if they show an images of people hooked up to you know like the breathing machines and stuff like that then right. there'll be somebody like oh they're just trying to scare us or if yeah, they leak information they'll be like oh that's not true dr fauci yeah, don't know what he's talking Fake about news, yeah. yeah so it's just like it's, it's really no win out there no it's not and, and the thing about it too is people will reach and grab on anything that reaffirms their doubt right oh yeah like uh i've been seeing people pulling up this sharing this fucking series on youtube called plandemic and they keep sharing it right and I think the doctor's name is Mikovich or Malkovich. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's talking about it. And it's like, yo, I'm not saying she's lying, but I'm not saying she's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Who, how the fuck do we know? And why would we take this with a grain of salt? Yeah. Why would you buy into anything people just tell you? Do I think the government's being 100% transparent? Fuck no. Do I think China's being transparent? Fuck no. Do yeah. I think that Syria's being transparent? Fuck no. That's all the more reason for me to take it serious and mm-hmm. and be careful. Not be scared. There's a, diff- there's a difference between being scared and being cautious. Yeah. Okay? But when you jump out the window and say, fake virus, fake news, I'm going to go in a crowd of 700 people. Wait yeah. a minute, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you didn't have to take your stupid ass out in front of a whole bunch. That's so dumb. Yeah, I love I, the images of the people that were so like rebellious against this thing. Like, this ain't real, and you know, like the guy that was licking the freaking toilets and whatnot. Ridiculous! He, he got the him. coronavirus. Yeah, stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't catch something more serious. Yeah. And you were bringing up Matt Johnson earlier. Uh huh. HIV contracted HIV, and people still don't take like uh, safe sex seriously. Mm-hmm. I heard that the coronavirus, like that uh, magic. They basically he had the coronavirus, <laughs> and then the coronavirus got in there and was like, "Yo, we gotta get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. Yeah, nah, man. But I, 
at the end of the day, look, you're going to believe what you're going to believe, right? You listen to the podcast and you're like, no, nah, I don't think it's real. And I don't know about Keith and Eddie, but I think it's fake. Yeah. Believe what the fuck you want to believe. But don't be complaining and asking for prayers. If you went to a crowd of 100 people protesting and now you <clears throat> fucking in the bed sick as fuck. Yeah. Okay. The thing that sucks about this, too, is that no one's a lot of people won't actually learn because no. um, if they don't catch it, which is. You know, pretty much just a happenstance. It's not. It's yeah. not that you were being. You know, you just. You just so happened not to run into anybody that had it. Exactly. It's just pure luck, really. Um. Then they'll they'll stand on that luck and, and make it seem as though it's fact. Like you know, oh, there wasn't no real coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I ain't. Ca- I ain't caught it. I've been out here doing stuff. Right. So. And then even the story with the sailors that got uh, the virus the second time. People was like. They're just doing this. This is propaganda. It's the same fucking fake news that they keep talking about to throw us off and to keep us in our house like slaves. This is slavery. I heard this lady say that this is slavery. And that's like, I don't call women out of their name, but I was like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck slavery is. That's a slap in the face. Come on, man. Shut up. That's funny. Yeah. This is slavery. It's a stay at home order. Yeah. Stay at home. It's not a motherfucking lockdown. Yeah. We should be in lockdown. Yeah. I was I, by this time I thought we was going to have full martial law by now. Uh-huh. Cuz motherfuckers don't listen. Especially they had them tanks, remember them tanks was on the trains and stuff. Yeah, a lot of people, people was believing but, like Yeah, but people don't know what the fuck they talk. Look here. I remember and it's weird how people will invalidate my opinion about this, but I've seen those trains a thousand times. It's just transport. That's it. Mm-hmm. They train. They've been. Tra- they transport all year. They yeah. take these tanks and all this shit. They put them on the rail on the trains and they send them out. Sometimes big uh, big rigs will take these things too. Yeah. And I told somebody. They said, "Man, it's like it don't matter if you're a truck driver, bro. You you don't know what I'm trying to say." I said, "Bro, I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time." And I remember uh, some dude posted a video or a video of um, he was in San Diego. And he and he posted a video of like these helicopters going. He's like, "Yeah, dude, they're they're moving in." I said, "Dude, you're in fucking Camp Pendleton. That's where all of them are. What the fuck are you talking about? That's Camp Pendleton, dude." He's yeah. like, "Nah, bro, this is not Camp Pendleton." I'm like, "Motherfucker, I drive up there. I'm going to San Diego tomorrow, dude. What are you talking yeah. about?" Yeah, the people are that's idiots, the, the, as a navy base out there, right? Yeah, it's got uh, I think it's the Marines, uh, the Marines, Marines in the army, and somebody like else, Coast Guard out there. Yeah, so they're all out mm-hmm. there and. And you see all kinds of helicopters and shit all the time. It's normal. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're they out here, man. They're so stupid, so man. So dumb. And they'll yeah. post it, and then they'll get a bunch of reposts. Yeah. It's just dumb people. And here, I don't want to call everybody dumb that's sharing it, but I think it is dumb. It's because naive, man. It's not just naive. It is kind of dumb because you're sharing it without proof checking it. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no. I'm yeah. naturally skeptical of like you know any yeah. information anyone right. tells me. I think that's healthy though, because you a lot of niggas be saying some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing we shouldn't do is 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 trust what smart people say. Now, what I mean by that is you can say smart is subjective, but I think across the board, some people just are just more enlightened than most people, right? Mm-hmm. They may say something, but they're so smart and they they're such eloquent speakers that. You'll be like, oh, that has to be true because fucking Dr. Drew said it, because fuck Dr. Fauci said it, oh, because, yeah. you know, whoever the fuck says it. And the problem is they could be completely inaccurate, but they're so, like, adamant about what they're saying that mm-hmm. here you come. Like, and now you're spreading news that ain't right. Yeah. You should have looked to check the shit, see if the shit was 
right? Balti. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, switching gears. Uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the rapper Lil Boosie. Um, but Lil Boosie Bad. Boosie Bad Ad. <laughs> uh, um, Lil Boosie um, talked about, it was on live, it was, I think it was Instagram live. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about how he got his 12-year-old sons and nephews blowjobs from grown women. Right? And I think that this this type of behavior is classic toxic masculinity. Now, I know people are thinking like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, people are thinking, oh, this guy is just, this is just a liberal talking point. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. Yes, there is. We all know there is. Okay. And a young child should not be um, motivated to get a fucking blowjob at 12 years old from his dad. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This is, this is literally appropriated um, pedophilia. Mm-hmm. A grown woman sucking dick. And what's wrong? What's going wrong in her life to suck a little kid's dick? Yeah. God damn. What the fuck? And he's, pay- he's paying for it, too, I think. <clears throat> yeah, he's paying for it. But it's like, yo, all money ain't good money. Yeah. You That's know? just weird. That makes it even weirder that he's also paying for a, a woman to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the thing about it is this during guy. The co- during the quarantine? Yeah, so he's probably giving his kids Corona blowjobs. That's crazy. She coughing on the, she's coughing on the dick, and then you got your kid over here sick now. Yeah. Now your kid got Corona dick. What kind of parent are you? Yeah. At least get him a healthy blow. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like one step away from R. Kelly peeing on people. Yeah. This is literally, it's it's within the same realm, believe it or not. Just because it's a woman doing it to a boy. That's another thing, too. We tend to, like, not recognize female pedophiles. We tend to give them a pass. Oh, well, yeah. I, 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 where was she at when I was in school? Right? No, man. You ain't supposed to be cool with that shit. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. But if it was a grown man trying to fuck a fucking 14-year-old, you'd be like, hey, you sick. You need to go to jail. Yeah. But a woman doing it, you're like, oh, she's thick. What? That's crazy. Fucking weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is... It's a, it's wrong on so many levels. You know, first of all, it's pedophilia. Um, <clears throat> second of all... um. When you have like sexual activity that young, it skews right. your perception of like, sex as a whole. Um, like, for example, for example, my my grandma had her first child when she was like twelve. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, her the the man whom she had a, a kid with was a lot older than her. I think. Wow. And she, you know, my grandma. I don't know how old my grandma was, honestly. Oh, but wow. she got to be. She probably in her sixties right now. Uh no, she's probably in her seventies right now. Um so like but she but she mentioned this idea that, you know, her like her, her perception and she she ended up having so many kids and that's partly due to that's... her being so sexually active so young. Oh man. And so, right. you know, I say that to say like, you know, you get a twelve year old kid, thirteen year old kid and he's already getting having sex, getting blowjobs and stuff like yeah. that. It could really ruin his <laughs> you know, perception of sex yeah. and not that sex needs to be held in this high regard is like, you know, something that only a, a husband and wife should share something like right. that. But it'll be certain things where he's, you know, him being so sexually active, so young, he'll just be acting out, you know, yeah. you know, in yeah. high school, getting, getting head and, you know, the locker room and all, you know, all these different things that, that could happen. And, um, it, and though, you know, we've talked about, uh, 
having uh, control over your sexual desires in a sense. It, yeah. it may be the opposite effect for him just because he has sex so early, 12 exactly. years old. You know, he be, he may be thinking about sex all day during class. And, you know, it, and, you know, that may even lead to, you know, certain STDs and stuff like exactly. that because you're not practicing you know, safe sex. So it's so uh, to me, it's just so many, so many layers of uh, wrong in this situation. Yeah. Not to mention, like you said, he's going to have a very skewed idea of sex in general. And also with girls, his age, because if he's getting blowjobs from grown women, he's going to expect that shit from girls, his age. And that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Not to mention people. You're not even, no, I'll let you finish. But you're not even growing with these women, right? No. Because if you got if you having sex with some girl that's thirteen, you know, y'all could like grow sexually together. Right, right. But if you can have from a thirteen year old, it's not gonna be the same as this thirty year old woman that's experienced right. and been sucking a lot of rapper dick all you yeah. know, through her life. She's sucking everybody's dick. Yeah. Presidents, motherfucking rappers, <laughs> presidents, niggas that work at Pizza Hut, everybody <laughs> getting their dicks up. You seen that thing where uh <laughs> It was said uh, Bill Clinton um, basically justified getting yeah, head from because it was managing his anxiety, his mental health, or whatever. Yeah, he's like I just needed to get sucked off. Yeah, there's something wrong with that me. That's funny. I, I needed to to decompress my nut. <laughs> Bill Clinton, if you don't shut the fuck up, <laughs> just admit you wanted a goddamn blowjob, motherfucker. Niggas love to justify their cheating. Yeah, with some mental. That's what. That's the bad part of us being so mentally healthy. Like this whole mental health awareness right. now is that we could justify anything now. Like right. I did this, be- I cheated on my wife because you know, you know, I was going through it. I was depressed yeah. or whatever. I, I, it's, I think people put too much on that cheating shit because it's like at the end of the day, you just wanted some pussy. It's just a choice. Period. Yeah. There, there's no reason why your dick should have been in somebody. <laughs> Period. When you were giving me headaches, you were stressing me out, and I just I needed to get away. You weren't showing me enough attention. I just needed to have sex with the secretary. <laughs> oh man people gonna think i got corona (laughs) nah man um make a long story short um why that little weird thing's going on with my throat is on monday i was in chico and i don't know if it was the air or whatever it was but i had a hard time breathing and i have a history of asthma when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and sometimes i have flare-ups so I was just driving down the road, and then all of a sudden, and it, it didn't start happening until I got near Chico. I don't know if it was something in the air, fucking the pesticides, don't know. But it fucked me up. I had a full-fledged asthma attack. Mm-hmm. That shit was scary, dude. Yeah. But I uh, ended up getting an inhaler, and I was good. How does that go? Like, are you like, how do you keep yourself from not panicking? <clears throat> well, being as I've had asthma attacks before, um, that's kind of what kept me poised. But if mm-hmm. I was a random person that had a breathing problem and didn't and never had one before, yeah, then I would have to call the ambulance. That's the hardest part. Yeah, there's yeah. breathing exercises that you could do when mm-hmm. you when you have asthma, you know. Mm-hmm. And taking an inhaler, like using an inhaler, it helps obviously. But then there's some little backdrops, like you know, you'll be just talking and then you'll have like a itchy throat and then you'll like laugh or whatever. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be a while before it goes away. Like mm-hmm. Probably like two or three days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's weird. Um, don't fuck with asthma, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this shit's fucked up, man. Um, there's so many examples of toxic masculinity. Uh, one of them is when I was in high school, I used to get teased for being a virgin in high school. Oh They're yeah, like, man, you still ain't got no pussy, man. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, and it's like, why are you worried about what's going on in my sex life? 
Yeah. That's weird. You know, but I, you, you would get made fun of for not getting pussy. Yeah. And it's like, I feel bad for these kids nowadays because it's a hypersexual world. Yeah. You know, you got Meg the Stallion twerking. You got motherfucking girls walking around with see-through shirts. You can see their fucking nipples and shit now. Yeah. Shit is crazy. I was but, talking to um. Oh, that was <clears throat> I'm just saying, butt naked on Instagram, yeah. and it's legal. Like, yeah, it, the sec. I, it, there's always been an extremely sexual world, but now I think it's more prevalent than ever. Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> it's it's so many. It's a lot of layers to this, and we probably won't be able to cover yeah. all of it. Yeah. Um, so that there's that thing, like the you know this the sexually uh, um, sexualization across the board as far as entertainment and social media and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot of uh, liberals, and I was having this conversation with my cousin, who's like the the most liberal person in the world. Right. Um, but he was talking about <clears throat> this idea of, um, I, I do think like sexual education is important right. because it's you know it's preventing people from having babies, it's 100%. preventing people from having uh, trans- sexually transmitted diseases and stuff like that. Um, but also, I think it's it's the awareness is more important than anything. Right. But what what he is trying to say and what a lot of these uh, liberals think is that, like, you know, all oh, these kids, are, you know, as soon as they turn 14 or whatever, it's, it's okay for them to have sex. Right. But I, I don't really believe that. I think that, um, I guess, you know, that it's okay for, you know, two kids that are like 14, 15 years, years old, if they feel like they're ready to do that thing, then then they can do it. But I just feel, feel like, you know, we always talk about the... Um, where uh, what is it the prefrontal cortex? Yeah, still yeah, developed. yeah. Your 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 decision making is not even there yet. So even it doesn't matter about the the education. Like when we were growing up, we all knew that you know smoking cigarettes was bad. Nobody ever promoted it like this. Well, they used to promote it like this cool thing, but in in dare programs and you know all these things, we always knew that cigarettes was bad for us. We knew that smoking weed was you know quote-unquote bad for us but right, people right. still did it 100%. you know and a lot of kids be behind <clears throat> excuse me behind the bleachers and stuff like that smoking cigarettes and stuff yeah so that 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 same thing applies with like these kids having sex and for me i didn't lose my virginity till i was um i think i was a junior or a senior um but i think that's like that's like a good range because you're you know you're on your way out of high school but for like a freshman or eighth grader or something to be oh, having man. sex, it don't even feel right. My homie had a baby in the eighth grade, dog. Yeah. He got his girl pregnant in eighth grade. She had the baby right before freshman year in high school. Yeah. And then there's kids that, I mean, there's people <coughs> in the world that think that those aged people should be having sex. Yeah, it's like, like, no. Hell no. Like, you, I feel like if you, you have to be able to... Uh, live with the results of yeah. sexual intercourse. Yep. And if you in the eighth grade, you can't even get no job. <laughs> you oh. can't take care of that. Your parents going to be taking care. It and it's also fucking. set. Yeah. And it's setting yourself up for failure. <clears throat> so. Yeah. People mm-hmm. was fucking back in the day, man. Yeah. I know some kids that be like, yeah, man, I fucked her. And I'm like, what? We in the eighth Young. grade. We yeah. In the eighth grade, bro. I wasn't thinking about no pussy in the eighth grade. I, uh, I ain't friend, to, I was. You're still going to reach. <laughs> Eighth grade, I was. But I wasn't getting no action, though. I remember I had some condoms in my backpack. Like, I was really cool. Like You had a dried up ass. <laughs> condom, it got melted by the sun. I actually stole it from my older brother, but, you know, that mug never got used. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Condoms, like, the first time you ever use a condom, it's a, it's a really difficult task. 
Yeah. Because you want to look smooth, like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you roll in the condom on your dick. And <laughs> you're looking at your dick to make sure, you know, you got the condom on right. Yeah. And then the girl is like waiting for you to finish putting the condom it's on. It's always that awkward, that awkward yeah. moment right there. But like, when, you know, when you start fucking enough, you get so cool, man. You get so smooth with the condom. Yeah. That you just take the condom right out. <laughs> and it's right, <laughs> it's right on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's one smooth motion. It's one smooth motion. <laughs> I'm dead. You, you got to make sure you smooth with the condom putting it on because you don't want the girl to look at you. Like, she's waiting on the dick now. now That's she's, funny. Now she's feeling like she's on an episode of Jeopardy. Especially if she waiting on it and you really whack. Like, <laughs> oh, man. She's like, I waited on this It's dick. two minutes of just turmoil. Yeah, just the, the condom is just... Having such a hard time with the fucking condom. <laughs> That's just hilarious. That's man. funny, yeah, man. Yeah, just so if, you, if you're not smooth with the condom, <laughs> you got to have a whole like it, it's kind of hard to explain now because you know I'm I'm a pro, but this nigga, you know, I wasn't a pro always. And yeah, when you're putting the condom on and it's like it gets stuck, and then you're trying to roll it up, and then you're looking at her, and she's looking at your dick, and then you're looking at her, and then now yeah. she's looking at you, and then you're looking at her, and then now you finally got the condom on, and then yeah. now she's like. Does he know what the fuck he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because oftentimes it's not always you, like both of y'all virgins. So sometimes it's where you the virgin and she already done got some dick a few times. Yeah. So she's like, oh, and you God. just want to, she just want to have sex with you just because she attracted to you, not because right. you could really put it, put it down. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, then you think you really tearing that pussy up. And then she's just like, yeah. Yeah. That was Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, side B man. Yeah. Uh, another thing too is is uh, a form of toxic masculinity. We're getting a little bit straight off topic from mm-hmm. little, little boosty. Is that men will brag about the women that they fucked and tell everybody? Yeah. Which is it's an extreme form of toxic masculinity. I've never went around and told men random dudes about girls that I was fucking. That's disrespectful, dude. I th- I think that is. I think it's toxic masculinity, but I think it's not really a masculine thing. Cause I I feel like no. girls do the same thing. They do this. Yes, they yeah. do. They do. Yeah. So it's just toxic. I don't know if it's, it's like toxic, a, toxic. Yeah. Got yeah. It, yeah. Got Straight it. toxic. Straight toxicity. Yeah. I agree. That because that is two things. Because mm-hmm. if you fuck a girl right, she's gonna be telling people like, mm-hmm. "That's him. That's him right there." You know. And if your dick was, if you, you had some weak dick, they're gonna be like, "That yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him. That's him right there." I don't give a fuck who you are. We've all given a girl some weak dick. <laughs> We've all given her some weak dick, man. Yeah, I got horror stories. It, I mean, it happens. You're yeah. not always on your best game. Yeah. You're not, man. Yeah. When, when you're on your best game, you know when you when you held that pussy down. Good. Yeah. Well, other than that, dude, you're just sitting there like, fuck, man. Yeah. You start I'm, feeling kind of bad. Like, mm-hmm. dang, I wonder if she told people about this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even LeBron lost some championships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, LeBron, he LeBron got a license to give weak dick though. Ah, he you got, got championships. Rich. Yeah, any you know, any rich. Yeah, you know? I, I ain't gonna front. I got blocked once because oh, my <laughs> dick was too weak. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's weak dick. <laughs> weak dick. Weak dick. Weak dick. Weak dick. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but and to make a long story short, I want to beat this topic over the head. Yeah. Let kids over the head. Let your kids <laughs> organically find their sexual um experiences. Don't 
Like, don't try to lead your kid, your son, to get some pussy. You get yeah. some pussy yet? You get some pussy yet? It's yeah. weird. It's weird. That it's toxic masculinity, in my opinion. When I mean, you always like are on top of your son, you need to get you some pussy. Yeah, leave your leave him alone. Yeah, that's not cool, man. That like it's it's like this weird idea. Like I think it's some men that think like their son gonna be gay if they don't for, like force their kid to get some pussy. Like that's yeah. not that's not how gay works. Yeah, your son. And it's a, a lot of gay niggas out there that has sex with a girl. Oh that. man, it's a lot of gay. It's a lot of gay dudes that I used to go to school with. That was fucking a bunch of girls, and then all of a sudden they turned up gay, and everybody's like, "Whoa, what was going on?" It was yeah. overcompensation. Yeah, and you know who knows what was going on? He probably was fucking these girls, but he was the mom, one moaning. Ah, he's he hitting back the, shots. He was hitting it from the back. Like, he was throwing him back. Yeah, yeah, he was the one throwing it back. <laughs> they were like, "Girl, I don't know what happened, but he told me to put the strap on." <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway is to um, give your kids information, not experiences. A hundred percent. They got to get those on their own. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. But yeah, that's definitely one of those things that it kind of goes, goes without, without saying is like definitely in high school, I didn't experience it so much just because like people knew my temperament, but um, it's kind of look, you kind of do get clowned if you haven't lost your virginity by a certain age. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, yeah. and it's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, I mean, you're not you're not even communicating with a girl to date her or anything. You're just communicating with her, so you don't, so you're not the guy that hasn't had sex yet. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think we've all had the different experiences with our first time having sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think like I, I, there's there's like this feeling of it's kind of hard to explain after mm-hmm. you have sex for the first time. Like it's it's. The first of everything when you're young is like this experience. Like you feel like you've achieved something. You're liberated, huh? You feel liberated yeah. in a way. But you really, you just, it's just simple. It's just pussy, man. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, like it's something great. Like when you get your license for the first time. Yeah. When you have sex for the first time. When you drink <laughs> your, when you drink your first beer. Yeah. When you finally 21 so you can go to the club. Like all of your first experiences Seem like they're they're very uh uh they're they're what do you just what's the word you just use liberating they're very liberating experiences yeah, yeah. when they really don't mean shit yeah it is not is not that big of a deal I remember right. I'm I would me I was jacking off so much when I finally lost my virginity I was like oh this is it that's pretty much everybody's story, man. That's pretty much everybody's story. beating is me religiously. That's everybody's story. Dude. I don't care who you are. That's pretty much everyone's story to it. Yeah. 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 That's um, funny. It's, it's one of those things, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, switching gears. Um, there was, there's been stories going around of landlords uh, using sex as rent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keith... You, you brought it up earlier, so can you elaborate on it? Yeah, I, got, I don't. The story is not that elaborate, but basically, there was this girl, and I guess she was she was communicating with her her landlord, whom had uh, who's a widow. His I guess his wife had died a couple years prior to this conversation, right? Um, but he started texting her, and the text messages are not. It was very like it was. It was not as straightforward as you, you think it might be, but basically he was making a pass at her like about staying the night at his house. And she was like, wait, what? Are, did you send this text to the, the wrong person? And he was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm talking to the right person. And he's basically um, 
basically he just made a couple sexual advances after that. And the girl, I think she left her apartment after that. She got her son. She ended up leaving her apartment after that. But I guess she had lost her job and that was, you know, the landlord was giving her another way of paying her rent. And uh, so, but this has been, this is, you know, been a, this has been an ongoing thing throughout like history. Right. But now that the, you know, the coronavirus is hit and there's a lot of people that can't afford to pay their bills and stuff like that. This is just a way that, you know, people are. That's crazy. Trying to make it happen. He was like, instead of paying eight fifty, suck this dick swift. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. I think it's fucked up, honestly. You yeah, know, I, it's pretty fucked up to you know make that uh, insinuate that you know, hey, uh, if you suck something, then you could stay here. You know, Dang. it's really fucked up. Yeah, you know, but I, I'll say this: you don't have to do it, and you don't have to be feeling disrespected. Um, and it's not him doing you a favor because he's trying to, you know, fuck you for rent. Cause here's the problem. Ain't no receipts for fucking. So oh, yeah. here's the game. This guy gets you, you suck him off, you fuck him. You're like, ah, I got a place to stay. I ain't got to pay rent. Mm-hmm. And then you get in and then you tell him no one time. He'd be like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, but, but I did that. You ain't got no receipts to prove it. Mm-hmm. You know, now you didn't suck all this dick and now you got to move yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Jada Peanut oh, no, set it off? Jada, Jada Pinkett. Jada J- Peanut. Jada, I said Jada <laughs> Peanut. <laughs> she, uh, she had sex with, I forgot who the dude was, but she was trying to get her brother some money for college or something like that. Oh, what was on set it off? On set it off, yeah. I don't remember that. I yeah. But, um, no, nah, but yeah, this is, it's a, it's a, this is a sad, sad ordeal. I think that, um, it's, 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 it is a big deal, but it's not at the same time. Right. Like this is a, like, this is an old man and he, all he did was shoot. He just shot his shot really. And right. the context of it is bad because basically what he's saying is like, you know, you can pay, it's like a, it's a prostitution aspect to it. But at the same time, like niggas be shooting their shots every day. Like I'm yeah. sure her DMs, she got a kid. So somebody hitting her. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um but at the same time, like it's just it's just bad because um of the 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 landscape of what's going on. It's right. like you're almost taking advantage of her because she can't afford to pay her rent. Yeah, that's fine. So up. you're 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 basically saying you could pay it off in sex. Yeah. I would rather have money than sex for the most part. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, give me that rent. I'm if cool. you if you really wanna be if you really wanna be generous, you could say something like, Hey, I'm willing to extend your um your situation. Um, just when you get the money, just please pay the rent then. Yeah. But don't use it as leverage to like be like, maybe, you know, here's, here's the thing. It doesn't give, I'm not trying to like give hit this guy any type of, uh, leeway at all. All I'm saying is, is maybe he probably seen a good amount of dudes fucking over there, man. And he thought like, man, you know, I could get this pussy. Let me just try it. Yeah. But that's still not cool. Just she's fucking all the guys she wants to fuck. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean she's gonna fuck you. When also when I read the article, it did say like the way they presented it was like this idea of um let me see if I can pull it up. This idea of like using the the rent as sex. Right. But I didn't really see that in the messages. So basically uh-huh. what happened is they screen she the girl <laughs> screenshotted right. like four or five text yeah. messages back and forth. Um but I feel like what this article did, and I, I didn't read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but um, I feel like what this article did was try to connect the dots. Got it, got it, Like got she it, got couldn't it. afford yeah. to pay her rent. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe she was communicating with the thing, and then maybe right. he shot his shot. Like, hey, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to hit. Like, it was good. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted some pussy. Yeah. So, I, so I don't necessarily know if it's connected to, like, give me some sex and you don't got to pay your rent. But yeah, what if it's just a discount? <laughs> a discount. <A> discount. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, look, dude. At, at the end of the day. Um, it's 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 fucked up. But here's the, what I don't like about screenshots. What I don't like about screenshots is people think they're slick. You like to screenshot the shit that you want to screenshot. Yeah, screenshot the whole fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah, and I'm sure that a lot of people that do it. I'm not. I'm not saying this situation in particular, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that there's somebody that that will be in, like will be incriminating themselves if they show the whole conversation. They just show what makes you look crazy. They don't show the shit that they were saying. Yeah. So that's the problem with screenshot. When I see, whenever I see a woman screenshotting anything, I don't trust them. Period. Mm-hmm. I cannot trust them at all. Like, don't screenshot me, dude. Like, that's not cool. You screenshot me too? Oh no, no, thank you. But if, yeah, you know. If, but my thing, I watch what I say to women. Though, there's a difference. Yeah. So I have, I assume that you know that this could be seen by other people. Mm-hmm. You know the safest way to message people? I know this sounds weird. The safest way to message people is actually on Snapchat. Yeah, because I'm like, it's gone. Because <clears throat> it's gone. Mm-hmm. But if you text message them and it's something like serious, they got a paper trail. They're going to screenshot anything to make you look bad and put it out. Yeah. It's like, yo, that's not cool. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just want to know what's on the other side of the other text message. I'm not trying to take this guy's side. Mm. I'm just saying I want to see it all. Look at her. Oh man, <laughs> she's like she not bad. She got some nice titties. <laughs> I'm dead. That's her, huh? Yeah, she's not bad looking, but she, to, to like an older man, that she's probably like hot to him. Yeah, yeah. The She probably be walking around with her titties out all day. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it, people are gonna say it doesn't matter. If she has her chest out. It has nothing to do with that. You shouldn't be trying to think. You shouldn't be trying to appropriate a man being disgusting like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. You mm-hmm. know, but man, it like at the end of the day, we have to connect all the dots, right? And what yeah. I mean by that is this: if I was walking around, I don't know how to put this. If I was doing things comparable to what a lot of women do, and I got the attention for it, would I be? Would it be okay for me to react like I'm oblivious to it? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm walking around with some motherfucking. Uh, Gray sweats, some short gray sweats with no underwear on and no shirt, and you just see dick everywhere. <laughs> and then I get approached for what I'm doing, and I would get mad at it. Am I supposed to behave like I'm oblivious to it, or should I be cognizant of the fact that I'm actively doing something to get some form of attention? Yeah, something to think about. You put the clothes on. It's you walked that, out of the house. Yeah, you know what she was doing. I told Keith before the podcast. I seen this girl in fucking Albertsons parking lot. Mm-hmm. With uh, a see-through shirt, literally, it's like the latest thing, see-through, all the way see-through, nipple showing, nipple ring showing, and she had a fucking mask on. I'm like, I mean, you got the coronavirus on your titties already. What That's the funny. You, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but my thing is this: it's not so much that I'm judging women when I see it. I'm just like, for one, I'm like, yo, if I ever had a daughter, she would know to never do that. Mm-hmm. No, fuck no. That's no. Yeah. No. Too many weirdos out here. Too many weird men, for one. Yeah. And two, like, you misrepresent yourself. 
Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. I don't. What's next? What's gonna happen next? Are, we, are you gonna start seeing dudes walking around with the dicks out? What the fuck? <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. Yeah. It wouldn't be no different than somebody walking around with a see-through shirt. That somebody out there gonna try to justify it. Somebody gonna justify it. Mm-hmm. You are fucking dick shaming me. That's what you're doing. Dick shaming. <laughs> Dang. I need. I, I want to wear these goddamn see-through pants. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. Anyways, uh, switching gears. Um, Let's talk about Will Smith being the coolest dad in America. Let's talk about that. Will Smith just popped on a remix from Joyner Lucas uh, called Like Will. I think it's called Like Will or Feeling Like Will. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's a snippet. You feeling like me? I feel like a prince that turned to a king. Found me a queen. Started a family and got me a team. On top of my dreams. Joiner, I know you inspired by me. Like I was inspired by Nelson Mandela. I give him a rose for every endeavor. But shout out to Julius Irving. One of the legends I worship. Muhammad Ali put to work and he was the champ. The greatest he earned it. I love that you think that I'm perfect. But I had plenty of mistakes and burdens. My grandmama thought I was worth it. She always guided me when I was searching. I wouldn't be me if it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be Willie. I couldn't be me if there wasn't no Eddie. I wouldn't be Will if I wasn't from Philly. Ain't nothing much that you really can yeah man from what you just heard there uh will smith just dropped some serious bars i didn't know he had bars like that i know he could rap but damn yeah will smith's almost 50 years old man yeah he was getting off but i just think it's really cool we got some really cool content during this uh, quarantine man you got the motherfucking um michael jordan series uh, that's I, I look forward to watching that, man. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm super on high alert for the best content. And there's only there's like a couple like sources I go to from Michael Jordan's documentary. Um, Will Smith popping up with this this little uh, this remix is dope. Yeah. Um, Joe Budden, uh, uh, the Brilliant Idiots podcast, the Breakfast Club. Um it's just certain, oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. It's certain outlets that I look forward to more than ever. Like, I listen to them always, but it's like I look forward to listening to these things during this quarantine. And I feel like this uh, this Will Smith song was one of the big surprises. Mm-hmm. It's really good content, man. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, um, you know, for a while, and he, he mentions it in his verse, he's like, Will Smith was always looked at as like the corny rapper. Right, like right, the, right. Know, the Wild Wild West song and getting jiggy with it and all these things. But um, he would, you know, even before he was that kind of rapper, he was always um, like he was a real rapper. Like as right. a kid, a senior in high school, really right. rapping on, you know, a lot of these old school, old school tracks, him and Jazzy Jeff. Um, and then it just so happened that, you know, his career went to a certain place where he ended up being this pop star, yeah. you know. Um, but it's it's just dope. Like and even you know when he hopped on his son's remix with the with the icon living, like that was like a breath of fresh right, air. Like yo, right. this nigga Will Smith is like, as you could say whatever you want to, but he really rapping. And right. you know, and in, and just for him, like the way he flipped his flow to sound like Joyner Lucas, and then he kind of did his yeah, own thing. That was and so just dope. like the the game he was giving him during the verse, and you know, basically saying you a legend in yourself. You ain't gotta. You know, and and like just so many different things saying I'm not perfect, but, you know, I, I got my flaws, too. But just yeah. a, a whole bunch of different things, man. And it, I was getting okay. chills just listening to it because, yeah. you know, just kind of knowing his career, knowing, you know, what he means to the culture and, um, 
and you know he still has a lot more to go fuck yeah man. shouting out martin lawrence in the verse and yeah. just a whole bunch of stuff like he just ran through like i, I just love when a when a verse can encapsulate a moment and or like encapsulate his career um with such grace so that was that was dope man hell yeah <laughs> you know what's dope too is uh like you think about the '90s, and you think about certain icons in the '90s, and Will Smith is definitely on that fucking list. Oh yeah, he was fucking huge in the '90s. Mm-hmm. You, if you want to just have a short list of the biggest motherfuckers in the '90s, Michael Jordan right up there at the top. Yeah, Michael Jackson probably the only motherfucker bigger than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Will Smith was definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know if Martin was up there. He wasn't up there at the top. Mm-hmm. Well, he was up there though, but. Between them, Will Smith was one of them. And it's like, you look at Will Smith now, and he's still Will Smith. He's still the cool dude. Yeah. He's almost 50, still doing his thing, man. Yeah. It's dope seeing it. That, that was that was just, that was just amazing. And I think, and I think the, the cool thing about it is um, there's a lot of OGs, you know, I guess, that aren't too uh big to reach back to like the up and coming guys right see a lot you know like guys like jay-z and and ice cube and a lot of these guys that are like still reaching back and giving giving certain people opportunities so i think that's i think that's amazing i think people should really start to pay attention to joiner lucas's formula yeah like what he's doing as far as these music videos and what he's doing um going viral pretty much every music video that he drops it's um it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And he, he, I think I don't know what his rec- record label situation is, but I think he's doing a lot of this stuff independently. Yeah, you know, I, I, and that's sure, that's yeah. that's extremely hard to fund a lot of this stuff yourself, probably, or you know, you're basically flipping your money and then also doing this stuff during a quarantine. You know, yeah, that is, that's hard. So, um, yeah. you know, shout out to Joyner Lucas. He, I think he's moving the right way. So, I think any, you know any of you up and coming content creators or rappers or you know anything in this this uh, entertainment landscape? You got to take a page out of his book. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You did it. He did a, a collaboration with Logic. Is the person that he didn't really get along with for a mm-hmm. while. They, they he dropped with Logic, which was huge. Yeah. And then after Logic, he dropped with fucking Eminem. Yeah, he got a verse with M. He did he did this? It's like God got damn. Got a joint with Chris Brown. Yeah. Like and he's just to me. He's a like he's he's a good rapper. Um, moving with purpose right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like, just the way he started out was amazing too. Like, just a lot of substance in his songs. Right, like right, that, right. You know that. So this is this is dope, man. Shout out to Joyner Lucas. Shout out to Will Smith, man. Um, and, and it's dope for us too as a as a hip hop culture because we like to call like old people like old heads like yeah, old yeah. we like to dismiss them we like to look for the young up and coming 18 year old rapper 18 year old right. singer or whatever and you know immediately put them on our playlist but for somebody that's um i don't know how old will smith is he probably in his late 40s early yeah, 50s late, late 40s, um I think. for him to still be out here and still sound fresh you know like usually a lot of these old rappers they start to sound like they still stuck in yeah, the 80s or right, 90s right. and you're like oh, i don't want to hear this but he still sound fresh like he still yep. sounds sharp so that's amazing yeah older them older rappers would be like i said a hip hop yeah hip hop and it don't stop yeah <laughs> cruising down the street i liked him my beat <laughs> i don't know he's just saying, cruising down the street beating on my meat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah uh switching gears um 
psychological benefits of podcasting. All right, I'll go first. I think the psychological benefits of podcasting is the fact that um, I'm constantly going through pre-production in my head during the week. Yeah. Me and Keith, we, we have conversations while I'm at work um, and we just talk about content, things that we want to talk about. It's not always current events. Like this podcast is a lot, a lot different than a lot of other podcasts that I've heard because this is not based on truck driving. Don't let the name of this podcast fool you. Yeah. Right? It's not about truck driving at all. Mm-hmm. It is just about, I mean, being this, I'm a truck driver. It's a truck is mine podcast. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. It's, it's just so many things that goes into this podcast and yeah, kind of lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> but um, the benefits to me are the fact that I can go back, listen to the podcast, see where I could have did a little better, but still looking at what I've improved on. Yeah. So I'm reaping a lot of those psychological benefits, just knowing that I want to get better each week, every mm-hmm. week, you know, and what it takes to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it somewhere else as, as far as like, so I, you know, in my current state, I, I'm actually more curious now, you know, with the whole uh, promotion of, of, of therapy and stuff like that. Guys like Charlamagne the God and right, Jay-Z right, right. and all these guys talking about therapy. Right. And I don't really have the means to do that at the moment. Okay. Um, and I do think it is important. It's something that I definitely will do in the future. Um, just to just to be able to sit down and talk with someone talk with someone about yourself and your experiences, um, but in the meantime, I think this podcast is like the perfect platform for that because, like, like you said before, um, we don't just talk about current events. We talk about we 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 run the gamut as far as um, conversation topics. 100%. So you know, for us, it's it's and for me, it's a um, it's just a a space to voice my opinion and voice my stories and also learn about yourself because you know we, t- we talk about a lot of different that we talk about reparenting we talk about you know issues that we have with our dad growing up in the, right. in the black community and right. you know a lot of these different traumatic experiences that that shape us as a as a people and as a as a community so it's right. it's important for for us to get a lot of these things off off our chest and for me i don't i don't i'm not like a very um I don't just outwardly pour out my feelings on a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, part of the, you know, the nature of being a black man in America right. is that you hold a lot of stuff inside and you don't really have many outlets to go to to speak about these things. So I think that's um, get tired the pocket. Ho- get tired of holding all this fried chicken inside. <laughs> all this grease is <laughs> killing me. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it's I think it's important, you know, just for for us to uh, or for me at least to have this kind of platform. So that's when you know we, when me and Eddie, we we tell people that you know everyone should try to start a podcast. Like if you have the stick to itiveness to right. to really thug it out for two years straight or whatever, I think it's it's important for you to do that, um, especially as as black men because we got so many stories and we got so many things to say and we and we view the world in a in a unique way you know different than many other communities because we sit in this position where a lot of us are extremely poor but just like you said there's guys like will smith there's guys like michael jordan there's guys like um you know mike tyson who has reached the pinnacle of success and you know in in finances and stuff like that like we're extremely talented as a community but at the same time like 
a lot of us are still living in poverty. A lot of us are still, right. you know, living in neighborhoods where your car is getting broken into and all these different things that we've like normalized. Um, but, um, you know, there's this, like this, this, uh, I guess this glass window as far as like success, right. which are, you know, like those, those, those famous entertainers. So I just think it, it's a, it's a great thing for me to just, uh, voice my my thoughts on a on a platform and they and they're also ingrained in history like these podcasts will be on soundcloud as long as soundcloud is around right so, it's on other platforms and other in apple music and all these other places too yeah so, man yeah i think the psychological benefits uh also come from being transparent yeah i, I think that like I've said things, Keith said things that don't put us in the best light, but I think that when you can be transparent to the to the listener, it just does it's just just different. Yeah. Like I don't feel the need to be um uh I don't know what the word is. I don't feel the need to hide anything. Yeah. If, if I if I have something I really don't want to talk about, I just won't. But for the most part, if I talk about it, I'm gonna be transparent. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get the idea that I'm being honest about it because I am. Yeah, you know I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to lie. Like, what man will tell you that he gave some weak dick before? Yeah, no, nobody's gonna tell you that. Yeah, but most that's men, not the most. You know, yeah, that ain't putting you in the best light. He's not putting me in the best light at all. Yeah, but, ain't nobody sliding in my DMs after no. I get some weak dick out. Yeah, if I give some weak dick out, then I mean, hey, I'm I'm out in the cold, man. <laughs> the thing about it is, is, is I don't have a problem admitting that. I don't have a problem admitting that I've cried because I had my feelings hurt. Yeah, the, these things are important, and this is why there are psychological benefits to it. Because you're moving in a way that's a lot different than the rest of the world. The rest of the world has this fake um, outer core, like, yeah, I'm too cool for that. No, man, I'm too cool. No, I'm too manly for that. No, I'm too manly for that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with with putting shit on the table. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we would all be doing that if we felt comfortable doing that. But the difference with me and Keith is we are actually comfortable putting it on the table. Yeah, That is where the psychological benefits come from. Because you can... You can use this podcast also to unpack a little bit. Yeah. You can unpack it. Uh, and and if you're judged for it, you really don't care because that's what you're doing. Yeah. So doing it every week, man, it's kind of like, I don't know. This is a little bit. It, people that have listened to the podcast enough that can kind of get our personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they feel like they know you. And I think it would be a fair assessment to say they, they, they don't know you exactly, but they definitely have a good idea of who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's really cool because you start to connect on a deeper level than just, you know, just seeing somebody on Facebook or yeah. just seeing somebody on Instagram. Like you could actually hear us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every week. So, you, yeah, it feels kind of good to build that relationship with people, too. Yeah, that's real. And yeah. we covered everything. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, there was a tweet I seen um, about men financially taking care of women, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and here's exactly what it says verbatim. It says, women should be financially taken care of in a relationship. Your woman shouldn't have to worry about paying a damn thing. If you cannot afford to take care of a woman completely, don't date or pursue a woman until you can. The woman is the prize. Pay for it. That sounds crazy. And this is what I this is how I, what I thought about it. Uh, some girl posted it, and uh, it was a bunch of women on there that popped up. And they were like, that's right. If he can't afford it, then he better not. I'm just like, why would you why would you agree with this? Right. And then like I responded and I was just basically saying any woman that agrees with this is kind of downgrading herself. 
Like, don't we live in a time, a progressive time where women are, you know, starting to own businesses and things of that nature, right? But yet, you still think it's okay for a man to take care of you? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, no, no, thank you. And and what I had commented on is the fact that if I had a daughter, she would know that if her, whoever she's with, if he did her wrong and she needed to get up and leave, she would need to have a significant savings account that she earned on herself without by herself without him. You know, um, she would need to have a career that she had on her own without him. She would need to be able to rely on herself. Don't the dumbest thing a woman could ever do is rely on a man to take care of her. That's the dumbest thing they could do. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. And yeah. I, and I think that there's too many women that still subscribe to this. And if you feel that way, I'm just going to keep it real. You need to get off your lazy ass. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's 2020. And a man that is that man that is knowing that he's taking care of you, a lot of times they do not respect you. Oh yeah. You want to know why I know that? Because throughout my working life, I've heard men talk about their wives and exactly what they said. For example, where's she going to go? It's not only yep, exactly. But they open up their lunch pill. God damn it, there's no pickles on my sandwich again. She better fucking get it right. I pay for all the bills in the house. Mm. Every little thing is triggering you because you feel like you have ownership over a woman because you pay for everything. Yeah. Right? You you start to look at your wife like a liability. You yeah. don't even really want to take care of her. You just feel like it's something you have to do. And yeah. she she's bought into this ideology. And when I brought up that it's, this is outdated ideology, a lady came up and she said, it's not outdated ideology. It's in the Bible. And I think that, let me be clear when I say this. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for saying this, but I don't agree with everything in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't. Period. I'm sorry. I don't. A lot of people like to pick and choose what they want to right. do in the Bible. They like, want- it's okay. The, uh, like, a man should take care of a woman, but at the same time, it's okay for me to go to the club and get drunk every weekend. It's just so stupid. Man, shut up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to discredit the Bible. All I'm saying is people like to, you know, pick and choose things out the Bible. Not to mention, there are things that have evolved past the Bible, mm-hmm. right? If if you if you look at how people behave 20 years ago versus now, that shit don't fly. And yeah. we're still referencing things from the Bible mm-hmm. that existed way before any of us came around. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like I said, I'm not trying to invalidate the Bible. All I'm saying is things change. Yeah. You know? I think I think with this this whole like uh, you know, this dynamic that you talked about in the t- in the tweet um, it starts to create this weird um, relationship, you know, between a man and a woman. Right. Um, you could start to be very manipulative when it comes to, uh, like, if you, if the man is making head over heels, uh, you know, more money than than the woman. Um, like there was there was this, this uh, study that they did, and it was um, it was a monopoly game. And I forgot how how it worked out, but essentially what they did was, and this was the the study was trying to prove another point about how wealthy people act or whatever. But essentially, mm-hmm. what was happening was there was two players, and one of the players was playing normal, and then there was a like almost a, a stimulus package for the other player. So oh, okay. um, every time they pass go or whatever, they may get like normally it's what like a hundred dollars or something but uh-huh. this pl- this this player was getting like five hundred dollars every time oh, wow. and then they was getting i guess they got you know maybe some properties and uh, some other stuff to start out with and what they were realizing through the game is that the person that was getting the like the stimulus package was uh-huh. a, was getting cocky 
They wow. had like chips and stuff on the table. He was, you know, eating more of the chip, taking, you know, two right. or three, four chips at a time, just grubbing, laughing, making little jokes here and there. Yeah. And that's all because of that psychology of right. having a lot more right. than, the, than the other person. So I say that to say in, in relationships, this can happen too. Like yep. you, the men start to use their finances as like a, like leverage. Uh, yeah, as leverage, mm-hmm. you know, like you better do this or you better do that. Or like you said, you know, she, she ain't make my sandwich right. So that right. gives me the, um, give me, gives me the leverage to yell at her whenever I want to. Right. Um, I can cheat on her because where's she going to go? That right. kind of, all these, all these things, uh, factor into it. So I feel like for women, if you don't want this dynamic in your in your relationship, you gotta boss up. Hundred like percent. You gotta be an equal to your man, and a, and a lot of times it's hard because a lot of these men are doing certain things like being correctional officers, being you know working in oil fields, being you know truck drivers, right. and making a lot of money. But at the same time, like you just if you if this is what you want, if you want this equality in your relationship, the financial equality uh, is a huge aspect of that. Hundred percent. And here's the thing, though, I think there's a certain element that, that that's not really being mentioned too. Let's say I'm worth like ten million dollars, right? Yeah. Um, and my my like my wife would not necessarily need to have a job, but what she would need to do is have a passion. Yeah. And through that passion, she would channel in some type of income. Mm-hmm. I just. I can't be with a woman that doesn't want to better herself. That's my thing. Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to be the best person I could be, why would I not want you to do the same for yourself? Because God forbid we break up and then you not better because of me. Mm-hmm. If I can't add value to your life, I have no reason being in your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what the fuck would it look like if I'm sitting there watching you? I'm paying for everything. You know, I'm paying for every bill. And I'm giving you money like you're like a child at that point. That starts off early, though. You know, you I mean, when, you know, depending on when you guys come into a relationship. That is is true. Yeah. But you see, you will know those signs early on. Like, you'll Mm -hmm. know if she's driven. You'll know, you know, if she has uh, goals in mind or not, just based on her her conversation. Is she talking about uh, owning a business? Is she talking about buying property? Is she talking about getting her degree? Stuff like that. Bro, you have. I think men like men, you need to be careful. You need to really pay attention to the conversations that your girlfriend or your wife has. Yeah. Not even your wife, your girlfriend, because she shouldn't even make it to be your wife. Yeah. If it's not, if if it's it's not, not, yeah. The conversations that she has, you know, what kind of projects is projects that she working on? Mm -hmm. You know, if she's a realtor, how, how good of a realtor is she? Yeah. If she's a teacher, how good of a teacher is she? Mm -hmm. All these things mean something. Because a lot of men, a lot of men fuck up when they choose a chick that's just twerking and being pretty. And now you got to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And then if y'all break up, now you paying alimony. And yeah. it's like you paying for somebody that never even wanted to be nothing. And she didn't contribute nothing to your nothing. well-being. Yeah. She just was a trophy girl. She just looked good on your shoulder. And a lot of people do that. A lot of men do that. Mm-hmm. And it's two things is bad. It's bad that the woman bought into that ideology. And it's bad that the man is using her as a trophy wife. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. You know, I don't want no trophy wife. I want a woman that has integrity, that has her own shit going on. Yeah, I want a woman that doesn't need me. I want a woman that we get in a bad enough argument that she will walk right out that fucking door and not need me for anything. Yeah, and the, a woman like that will make sure that not so much keep you on your toes, but keep you honest, mm-hmm. because you never want to be in a position where you're doing so much better than her that you feel like, well, she ain't going nowhere. 
Yeah. I, I guarantee you somewhere in America that a, that a wife walked in on her husband getting his dick sucked and she just wouldn't close the door because there wasn't nothing she could do about it. Dang. That's crazy. I'm telling you, it's happening. Mm-hmm. There's some women that know that their man is cheating on them and they ain't going to say shit because they like his money. It's a lot of niggas that's like out here, rappers, entertainers, NBA, football, yep. NFL. They getting pussy, man. Regularly. We just seen um, Earl... Earl Thomas, what's the uh, safety for the Ravens? Earl Thomas. Yeah, he was he was in there having an orgy with his brother or something like that. Oh man! And I, I don't know what the result of their relationship is going to be after this, but it's like when you you want you know you the one of the best safeties in the NFL, your million dollar contract and stuff like that. Like you got so much leverage, and you know that's just you know. And I don't know what his girl does, but we don't know who she is, so she probably she wanted to shoot him. She had him at fucking gunpoint. Yeah, and it's like, yo, I think like here's the deal, ladies. If that happens, you need to walk away. Mm-hmm. Like if you get in a position where you want to kill somebody, man. First of all, if you get in a position where you want to kill somebody, it's because you've accepted it too many times. Mm-hmm. That ain't the first time she busted him cheating. Yeah, she probably gave him so many warnings, like you better not be putting your dick in nobody's mouth again. Yeah. Then the next time, stop putting it in their mouth. Yeah. Then the third time, I told you about putting it in their mouth. Yeah. The fourth time, I'm gonna kill you. You know. So it's like, yeah. Money is yeah. power, bro. Yeah. You know? And in life and relationships and in in anywhere, like you feel like you're on top of the world when you got some money in your pocket. Yeah, I I, I don't have that <clears> problem <throat> based on the fact that I spent a lot of my life being. Uh, disadvantaged and poor a lot of times. So at the end of the day, whenever I get anything, you know, and, you know, being as I, I make a pretty good living now, um, mm-hmm. I don't ever, ever, ever let that go to my head because I remember all the times when I did not have shit. Okay. Yeah. I remember all the times I did. I get, you know, my thing is this if I had $20 million next week, Right. It would take me a while to come to the realization that I had twenty million dollars. Okay. Yeah. It would take me at least two weeks to come to the realization that I was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Just based on the fact that I just couldn't let that change me. Mm-hmm. Now what I would do is get a motherfucking studio and we'd be doing the motherfucking podcast out of a whole studio. Yeah. But sometimes I and this is me thinking out loud, but sometimes I'd be like, dang man, I just want to come across like I want to mm-hmm. expedite the process. Like right. you already know you're gonna, you know, be successful. Have a successful podcast and stuff right. like that. But sometimes you just be like, bro, I just want to get to the million already. Yeah, but well, it's a journey. You know, all these these things is a journey. You hear about Gilbert Arenas? He won three hundred thousand dollars to to uh, the lotto. Nah. Yeah, he posted about it. There was a, a homeless man that asked him for ten dollars. I guess he was running out of gas. Yeah, <laughs> and he wanted to get a scratcher before it closed, and he was like, "Damn it." But he didn't get it. But the dude was able to put his numbers in. Mm-hmm. And Gilbert came back, and he was, and he got a text message from the owner. Uh, to make a long story short, uh, the 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 homeless man told him, "If you hit it big, just uh, give me twenty dollars, right?" And because he, he no, what it was, he told him, "All I got is ten dollars on me to put it in here, put it in my tank or something." And he basically lied to the dude. And the homeless man said, "Man, don't worry about it. That's not enough gas money to make it. So just take the gas and go home." Yeah. So it was such an honest thing that the homeless man did. And he said, "Yeah, when you win, man, just give me twenty dollars." I was like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But make a long story short, he won. Um, and it's like, yo, sometimes I think about that. I feel like I would want to fast track everything. Yeah. I feel like if I was to get enough money, it would fast track what we're doing by like six years. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be nuts. 
Yeah, because we, I mean, we already have these these plans in place, you know, as far as branding ourselves, as far as, you know, just different content, video content and stuff like that. But we really like, we really thugging it out, you know? Yeah. Some shit going on. I'm not going to, we can't really get into it, but mm-hmm. there's things going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, yeah. know, just know that. Yeah. But, but all in all, I think that, you know, um, that, that idea of, you know, a, a man taking care of a woman and stuff like that. That's that's an old adage that right. we need to remove because we should be uplifting women. We should be empowering right. women. If, even if you do happen to be, um, you know, this this extremely successful person, I think you should empower your 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 partner to do what they love and try to make a living doing what they 100%. love. You know? And, you know, the, the chances of both of you guys being equally as successful, the chances of you guys both being like Jay-Z and Beyonce or Michelle and Obama is, is, is slim to none. It's probably, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but she, whatever she's doing, she could be extremely successful at, yeah. at, at what she's doing. Man, it, let's say, for example, I'm with a, I'm with a girl. She's my girlfriend or my wife. And I see her going hard for something. I have absolutely, positively, no problem financing that. Yeah. Because that is an investment. One of the most important investments you will make as a man is your wife. Yeah. So if if you know you're going to marry this woman, right, and you know she's passionate about something, and you know she's serious about something, and you know she's good about something, you'll be a fool not to invest in her. That's yeah. your wife. That's yeah. somebody you should trust with your life mm-hmm. and with your finances. Yeah. So I have no problem backing someone like that. Mm-hmm. But if you have no goals, no aspirations, no nothing, no job, no money, no nothing, all you got is some pretty good pussy. That's not enough. <laughs> not enough. Yeah, you won't make it to the altar like that. I don't care if you suck my dick from the back. That's funny. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna exhaust all of what I have into somebody that just doesn't do yeah. anything for themselves. And it, this is a weird time because. We let stuff like we let these old ideologies like this right. pass, and you know, there's women out here that are really promoting this idea, like, yeah, man, a man need to take care of you. But also at the same time, like, there's these feminism, this feminist movement where they're trying right. to empower women and you know, go this whole equality. So I just get confused on what y'all really believe in. Like, do y'all want equal pay or do you want to be taken care of? Yeah. I I have I do not feel emasculated if I'm with a woman that makes more money than me. I do not give a fuck. Yeah, more power to you. Yeah, I, don't, I my the difference between me and a lot of men is I don't expect women to be underneath me. I yeah. don't expect them to be beneath me. Period. Yeah, I know what a woman's potential. I know what people's potential is. It's it's through the roof. That should empower you to uh-huh. want to boss up yourself. A hundred percent, man. I, look. It's it's probably somewhere. It's probably a dude that like he's a garbage man, and his wife is like a lawyer, and she probably makes two, three times what he makes. Mm-hmm. But she loves him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because he still does his thing and he works. So in that in that position, she would be like the alpha woman slash head of household situation. But this dude's putting in work, doing what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some woman that makes way more money than her man, but she respects him. Like he's probably a really good mechanic or whatever he does. But as long as you guys got that dynamic, it's cool. Yeah. But if you expect me to take care of you, you got me fucked up. That ain't happening. Yeah. Nope. As long as you guys both have this understanding that like right. this this money is not going to be the the uh it's not going to hold power in our relationship, exactly. then, then you'll be good. Yeah. Yep. That's... Just keep just you know just don't be eating my snacks. We be cool. <laughs> you get one of them thick girls, they're gonna eat all your motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
babe, we're all out of Starburst. Because <laughs> you fucking ate them. That's why, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh, man. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, recently, the Maurice Fain, uh, who stars in VH1 Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, has been arrested and charged with federal bank fraud after misusing funds from a Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. Uh, Lone federal official said Wednesday, Fain, also known as Arkansas Mo, runs a corporation called Flame Trucking, and he submitted a PPP loan application for a company on April 15th, stating that the business had 107 employees and an average payroll of 1490200 and basically $1.4 million. Mm. And according to the affidavit for the criminal complaint, Fain then used more than $1.5 million of the funds to buy $85,000 in jewelry, including a Rolex watch, a diamond bracelet, and a 5.73 carat diamond ring for himself. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Georgia said in, in a release. So this guy motherfucking stole the money from essential workers. He's a nigga. Yeah, that's a straight that's up. A, when they pull up the definition of a nigga, it should be like, what's his name? Mo, Mo yeah, Flame? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mo, they should Mo have his Yeah, Arkansas Mo. Yeah, I should have Arkansas Mo's picture right next to it. Yeah, it should show. Yeah, this motherfucker's stupid, dude. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is what he spent his money on. Yeah. And and the company has been closed since 2019 as well. So Septem- it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was closed in September. Yeah, yeah it, it hadn't even been open. And mm-hmm. based on the fact that there's so many companies that need relief, they put the money out, but they will investigate you if something comes up and they got this motherfucker immediately. Yeah. And he got all this money and blew it. That is that is That's inexcusable. So Why would you think that you can get away with taking two million dollars from the fucking government? That sounds crazy. The the unfortunate part about it is I, I'm a bus- business owner myself and I, I actually applied for that loan. And it was ta- it's taking so long because right. there's so many companies and stuff that apply for it that um a lot of people a lot of the smaller um businesses that needed the relief didn't didn't even end up getting it. Right. Um, so it just sucks that somebody took, you know, millions of dollars and just spent it on something that they didn't even need. Like there was so many, like if you were, so a small business, technically a small business is, right. you know, could be, could be like a trucking company. Like, you know, right. pro- I don't know how many employees he literally had before, right. you know, he probably lied about a lot of it. But of course. if you got a trucking company and you got like 20, 30 trucks, that can technically be considered a small business. Yeah. Um, there was another company like uh, Shake Shack and some other companies that have actual franchises and they're still considered a small, yeah. like a small business. So a lot of those people were getting a, a lot of the relief. So it left a lot of the they gave it biz- back. Yeah, they, they did. But there was some there's other companies in that same ballpark 100%. that got that yeah. got the benefits. Bruce Chris. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is that there's a lot of like smaller, smaller what we would consider a small business that you know maybe a barbershop or maybe a um you know a, a, a salon or anything like that a lot of those companies didn't get the benefits because of the money basically went to all the bigger businesses and there wasn't enough to go around so for somebody like this to just get the money and lie and fraud and basically commit fraud and 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 uh, falsate a lot of these employees and yeah. stuff like that, and then go and just spend it on nonsense. It's is sad, man. It's stupid. I, th- I think I think what's funny is is 
if you give a guy like me an opportunity to get not even that money, I say you give, I say 200, 200,000, 200, yeah, 200,000. Mm-hmm. That would be able to, we'd be able to hire employees, like, you know, for production purposes, get some top notch cameras, things of that nature, all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. upgrade the equipment again. And if they investigated, we would have all the receipts showing all the shit that we got mm-hmm. to up the production of a podcast mm-hmm. and then actually having employees. Yeah. So it would all be legitimate. Basically, my point is this. You took all that money and you paid off your old $40,000 in child support. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think. $40,000, dude. You paid control. your child support? Well, this is why I wear condoms, man. Mm-hmm. Right? It don't make no sense, man. Like $40,000 in child support also means that you make a lot of money doing whatever you're doing. Mm. So it's just, it's kind of sad that you have to actually pay back that much because it means you're not managing your money correctly. That, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That just means he putting dick in people and not paying the money. Yeah. It's just so, it's so, it's so stupid, man. And I personally know a lot of businesses that, you know, had to shut down and a lot of them still don't know when they'll, they'll open up, you know, people that are like, you know, massage therapists, people that, you know, own, you know, just different, uh, different uh skincare you know spots and all these barbershops and all this stuff and these people are just sitting at home trying to you know trying to connect the dots but this guy is out here this nigga eddie (laughs) 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 got them corona farts (laughs) i hope they didn't hear that that motherfucker was loud like a trumpet (laughs) that's funny (laughs) that's crazy yeah man it's it's fucked up man you got people out here struggling can't even feed their families and you got this fucking idiot stealing money yeah that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. the crazy part is is that the there's although he spent it in a crazy way um the way that a lot of people got the money is similar right meaning that um not necessarily that these big companies lied but a lot of these big companies got it just because they trumped up some numbers as far as like their employees and stuff like that, which is, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the smaller businesses, I feel like a lot of the money should have went out to those people because those are the people that don't have franchises across the country and don't have uh, businesses all over, you know, certain cities and stuff True. like that. True. A hundred percent. At the end of the day, man, all I can really elaborate on in regards to this is the fact that uh, this shows that a fool and his money shall part. Oh, yeah. And I think it's the age-old story of someone not being able to control themselves and allowing money to dictate everything they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like attention is attention has taken over the world because you need to buy a diamond ring. You need to buy $85,000 in jewelry. Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. That is crazy. Like but that, that, you know, it kind of goes back to that idea as far as um, they say that, you know, most lottery winners end up going broke. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not, you don't earn it. And you don't, you know, if you don't earn something, you don't really know what it takes or you don't know the real value of it if you're not putting in the work. 100%. And there's people that won over a million dollars and been broke. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, here's the deal, man. Um, I, you understand the money is taxed. So if you get two million dollars, what are you getting? What like, like a million? Like, probably like, basically like a million, one point mm-hmm. one or something, one point mm-hmm. two. Put it this way: a million dollars in reality is not that much money. Mm-hmm. It it is a lot of money if if you're smart 
then you should never have to work a job ever in your life. Yeah. You should never have to work a job. That's a, that's more than enough money to invest in properties. It's enough money to invest in other businesses, yeah. things of that nature. But if you don't have Especially the, now. Oh, yeah. The coronavirus. If he took that and, you know, obviously he, he, he just messed the money all off. But if he took that three million, what is it, three million? Somewhere around there that uh, he got? No, nah, dude. He got, uh, no, he applied for $3 million. Oh, okay. He got like a little over two. Yeah. If you get over $2 million, especially during the quarantine, mm-hmm. you bought like an apartment complex and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a franchise of a certain business, threw some money in a stock. Yeah. That money is going to double wow. after this uh, quarantine. It's pretty expensive, though. You might not be able to afford those. That's pretty pricey. They'd be like a million. You get really? a car, yeah, you get one for like a million. Depending on how many um, units is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, that's a really good investment too. You yeah. Know, you got you got let's say you got twenty units. Yeah. And then the rent each one is like sixteen hundred. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. Rent be expensive too. Every, every month? Sixteen hundred? Yeah. That month gonna pay for itself after oh you my know, God, dude. some months. That's man, that's that's what investments are. Mm-hmm. There was this little video of this young this young black kid talking about invest your money. I think I shared it. I think I don't know if I shared it. I with don't you. think I seen that. Yeah, but um, that's dope though. Yeah, I, like yeah, it kind of goes into um, if you have that much money, you should be investing it. Mm-hmm. Th- but this guy had no, he had no intention of investing anything. He just wanted to do something for himself, and he was so caught up in his greed that he wasn't using his brain. Yeah, there's no fucking way. You're I hope I, I hope the the worst for him really. Yeah, you got to teach this kind of stuff a lesson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's people out here that got one quarantine check, and yeah, uh, quarantine check, <laughs> stimulus fucking check. Yeah, they got one stimulus check, and they're waiting on the next one, and they have no income coming in, and a lot yeah. of people are like, they don't have gas, they don't have money for shit. There were people that were fucked off before this shit started, and they yeah. haven't gotten any real relief. Yeah, I think that every American in a, every American should have a food stamp card right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about, every American should have a food stamp card. No, it, everybody should have been mailed one. Yeah, because the last thing they should worry about is food. Uh huh. So we just want people to stay alive right now. We just yeah. we just want people to stay alive right now. Yeah. We should. So everybody should have a fucking food stamp mm-hmm. card. Like the thing about it is, even if you make a lot of money, like that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Your your well's running dry. Yeah, you know? that's I don't you know I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. But like I said before, I applied for that same loan, yeah. and I didn't end up like they sent me uh, information way later later about like how much money you're going to apply for and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I turned it down just because. I don't want another like a loan attached to my name. Oh, no. Um, but it's a forgivable loan. So there's, right. you know, it was just like very nuanced, but it's just unfortunate that somebody like that is out there. And like for me, I haven't worked, um, like I'm a, I have like a, a contracted job that I do for my, like most of my income. And I haven't worked that since March. Like I got my last check in March and they told me, like, you <laughs> right. know, basically we'll be hitting you up after this quarantine is over. And I don't, and I don't know when that will be. So it's just like right. you just juxtapose those two different things, and you're like, "Yo, this is like, this is." It just makes you more mad because this yeah. guy's out here paying his freaking child support with money that's supposed to go to a business that he don't even have. Yeah, and I bet you got somebody else pregnant during that. Yeah, you get a million dollars, you getting jury, you're gonna get some pussy too. <laughs> oh yeah, for he's sure. Really, especially chicks trying to come up during this quarantine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's gonna take you on a date, nice dinner, and then all of a sudden his jury's gone and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. That's funny. Yeah, but I got nothing else, man. Yeah, where we at, dude? 
134. All right, man. Well, it looks like we've reached the sweet spot. Um, I'm, I'm curious. This is this is just popped in my head. Um, uh-huh. But I'm curious to see like what the for me, I just like to see numbers, right? right. So I'm curious to know, like, as far as like these uh, OnlyFans and stuff, like wow. how much how much money these women are making oh right now. Oh my god, dude, they're making a lot of money. Dude. Yeah, a lot. There was uh they did like a they get like an average, and it was women in there that was making like sixty thousand a month. God damn, seventy one thousand a month. It is it is fucking insane, and it's and oh my god. But sometimes some of them girls doing some wild shit on the OnlyFans, and some girls are just. Wearing skimpy clothes on the, on the OnlyFans. Yeah, I've never paid for none of that. But That's privilege. Yeah, that is yeah. a form of privilege. I'll tell you this much right now. Everybody, listen to this and do me a favor. If you go to the um, what's the what's that page called on the front? The Discovery page on Instagram. Yeah. If you see an attractive woman pop up, just any attractive woman that kind of got a big booty or see like a fitness girl, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you look at her page and it's not a whole lot of substance, she's just hot. And go to her followers. She probably got like a minimum of like hundred and fifty thousand followers. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Yeah. Every all you gotta that. do is be hot. All you gotta do is be hot, mm-hmm. and you are gonna get stupid followers. Yeah, that's but, crazy. But it's like we, me and Keith, done a podcast for one hundred and twelve weeks, and uh, we got to slowly yeah. <laughs> but surely yeah. going following. Yeah, the following's going up though. But it's going real slow. I'm yeah, cool, I'm cool with it though. Yeah, it's I'm, a grind. It's a grind. I'm mm-hmm. cool with it, and and. It's not defined by followers. It was just merely an example. Yeah. But yeah, man. That's crazy. They're making a lot of fucking money, man. Yeah. They're making a lot of money. It's a lot of probably a lot of twerk videos on there. Yeah. If you're a girl, I mean, a lot of these strippers are learning to leverage themselves. Like they're yeah. learning to brand themselves. Fans, yeah. A lot of these, yeah, making money right now. Yeah. It was a girl on uh, Facebook putting her OnlyFans link on the fucking shit. I'm like, yeah. what? The? A lot of them have it in their Instagram bio now. Yeah, they got Snapchat Premium and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude. Really getting it in. Hey, well, at the end of the day, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for it. Yeah, ain't getting my five ninety nine. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. man. Well, if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you tuning in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. We're out of here. Peace.